Hello, America. I'm Robert Reese, and welcome to CEO Show. We're here today with Alicia Flores. How are you? I'm great. And Alicia is the CEO of LL Hawaiian Barbecue. So I have to tell you, I had not heard of this because I'm in Connecticut. There aren't any. And I was in Hawaii with my family. And we we hear about it. We find out. I go there. And this place is off the charts. It's like the best value. And the food, I mean, the chicken katsu was absolutely fantastic. But just talk about what it is because there is no other Hawaiian barbecue that I've ever seen anywhere in the world. Yeah, so we are very proud to be founded and headquartered here in Hawaii. The organization was actually founded by my father, Eddie Flores, and his business partner, Johnson Cam. And so the food that we serve is truly, uh, you know, born out of Hawaii. And as most folks know, if, even if you haven't been here before, we're we're truly a melting pot. Our state is a melting pot of very different cultures uh, and, and mainly Asian cultures. So the food that we serve at LNL, like the chicken katsu um, origins are from Japan. We have barbecue short ribs, um, origins of, of Korea, uh, Korean flavors. And so our, our food is definitely very different. And we also have a lot of Hawaiian influence on our plate as well. And we're, we're very proud of that. And we love serving that here in Hawaii and, and across the country because um, once folks have it, even if they haven't been to Hawaii, um, they fall in love with our food, just like you did. So thank you. It's absolutely. And I mean, it's, I would say it's like these bold flavors and big plates because um, when we were there, there's so much food. You leave, you're totally satisfied, and it's incredible. Uh, you So you have like 228 franchises right now. That's right. Talk, talk more about, I want to get the backstory because it's really interesting of your father, partner, how they found it, and then how he was a total entrepreneur. And you were really a GE process person and as an executive, and you came in. Talk about just the early days of and what the um, what the core was for the organization. Yeah, I, I thank you for asking that question. I, I love sharing the story of our founding because it's it's very unique and it truly is an American dream story. Um, so my dad and and Johnson Cam, I, I call him Uncle Johnson. Um, they were both immigrants to the United States from my dad came here from Hong Kong and Uncle Johnson came here from China. Um, and like many immigrants to to America, they came with no education, um, uh, you know, or, or little education, you know, English as a second language, um, very poor. Um, and they had to figure their their new life out here uh, in America. And, and the great thing about America is, is that they were able to work very hard um, and build this empire that LNL has become. So the first LNL, actually, my dad bought for his mom, my grandmother, uh, because he saw how hard she was working in a different restaurant, and and he wanted her to have her own business. Um, so she ran the first LNL, and eventually Uncle Johnson came in as a partner. Um, and in the early stages, it was just the one store. Nobody expected that there would be more stores, but eventually they attracted more and more other immigrants um, who either worked in the restaurant and they gave them opportunity to open new LNLs. So the true founding and beginnings of LNL were the two immigrants, my dad and Uncle Johnson, but the first gosh, 50 stores were probably also immigrant families who came in and had the opportunity to create a business for themselves, to create job opportunities for them and their families. Um, and, and so that was really special. And to this day, even at 228, we still attract a lot of 
uh, immigrant families to our franchise organization and a lot time a lot of first time business owners. So, sorry, I, I kind of a long winded answer, but I, I love LNL because um, for my family it was our American dream, and and my job right now is helping other people create their American dream. Um, but yeah, I, I, myself, I came from a very different background. My dad is truly entrepreneurial. Um, you know, figuring out how to create an organization from just hard work and and just figuring things out. Um, because of that, I had a very different background. I got to go to um, university on the uh, in California, um, business school, got my MBA, um, and also worked at GE. So very corporate background, um, and and coming into a business that was built by entrepreneurs and bringing in kind of a process mindset, uh, it was a little bit of a rough landing coming in. Well, talk about that, because everyone wonders the question of succession planning in family businesses. You guys have done it in an extraordinary way. What lessons have you learned and what advice could you give to people in a family business? Yeah, here in Hawaii, it's actually we have so many family businesses and it's become kind of a passion of mine to uh, learn more about family business and, and help others who are in the process. I, I think the key piece that was the most um, beneficial for me was my dad's ability to communicate. Um, when I first joined the organization, I came in as CFO. My background is in um, finance. Um, he told me, in five years, uh, if everything goes well, you will become CEO. Um, you know, I think, and so just communicating that to me, uh, you would be surprised that I think one of the biggest challenges in succession pl planning for a family business is that both sides, both generations are afraid to talk about the topic of when that transition will happen. Uh, for me and my dad, we talked about it all the time. It was very clear to me when that transition could happen. Um, and also we had open lines of communication if either of us felt like it wasn't time um, or I was not prepared. Uh, so I, I think that's a, the the main piece is 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 truly communication. Let's talk about now your leadership, because you 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 know as you and I have spoken, you're in the process of building in process. What is at the core of your leadership philosophy? Yeah, I think wow, that's a big question. You know, I I think at the core is is sticking to the values of of our organization, why we exist in the first place. Um, you know, again, coming into this company and wanting to make some big changes, you know, effectively changing the direction that our, our huge ship now is moving um, is very difficult, but being reminded of the reasons uh, why we were founded, who we're trying to create opportunities for, um, you know, I think that's been very important in terms of my leadership style and how we can position ourselves for the future, but also not forget our past and all our franchisees who are with us. Um, and so it, it's been quite challenging, but I think uh, being reminded of the past and our values and, and being uh, kind of uh, influenced by that, it has, um, is what will drive us to success in the future. Is there any conversation you had with your dad that really resonated with you or around the table that you said, even though he's an entrepreneur, thinks differently, I get what he, and that has been core, fundamental, systemic part of your leadership thinking? I think, you know, there, yes, I think there are a lot of things that he does, which I, <laughs> when I first saw it, just quite frankly, I, I don't think I appreciated his style of leadership just because it's so different than mine. Um, one of the things he does as an entrepreneur um, is act very quickly um, and take bigger risks than someone like I might. Um, but finding, you know, being in this leadership role, 
oftentimes we are very nimble. And I think that's one of the unique, unique things about our business is the flexibility and nimbleness that we have and how that is actually an advantageous to us compared to other franchise or restaurant organizations. So that's one thing that stuck with me where, you know, I, I, I didn't, when I first saw it and I didn't really agree, you know, I'm like, we can't just act on this tomorrow. We need to build out a plan and really understand what we're doing before just acting. But sometimes I, I've learned from him that acting fast is better than, than moving too slow. Okay. What, what do you see as we have about one minute before commercial break, but what is your vision for the organization? You have, you have a franchise unlike any I've seen anywhere. And I've interviewed over a thousand of the top CEOs. We're at 228 locations right now. And my goal is to get us to 500 stores. Um, on one hand, that's a huge goal for us to to more than double our, our, our you know, uh, double our footprint um, in a short period of time. On the other hand, one might think, you know, why only 500, not 1,000? Um, and I, I go back to the comment I had earlier of, I really want to maintain the value and uniqueness of our organization. Um, I love that any franchisee can have my cell number and give me a call at any time of the day. I love that I know everyone's name and their family and their story. Um, and beyond 500, I, I worry that we might lose who we are at the core. Um, so to me, that's a, a great, very ambitious goal, but one that makes sense for our organization. Anyone who wants to find out about the business, what is the website? And I'll give that before we go to commercial break. Yes, you can. Our website is Hawaiian Barbecue, barbecue with a C dot com. You can find out more about our company. And also, if you're interested in franchising, we have that information there as well. Um, but, I, you know, I think it's the willingness to work hard. Restaurant industry, running a restaurant is one of the most difficult things that you can do. It's almost a 24-7, very physical job. Um, so being able to work hard is, is a key ingredient. I think the other piece is being able to be have a great personality. <laughs> you have to manage, uh, you have to manage uh, your staff, you have to work with your customers, you have to embed yourself in the community. Um, and I think that's not a skill that everyone necessarily has, but that definitely will set you up for success. We'll be back in a few, and then we're going to find out about what Warren Buffett says makes the most successful business and how that ties into Hawaiian barbecue. Back in a few. Hi, this is Robert Reese back on The CEO Show, where we interview the CEOs who reinvented the fabric of America. We are talking with Alicia Flores, who is the CEO of L&L Hawaiian Barbecue, and she has done exactly that in recreating the DNA, the fabric of America. And um, and here, here is something I want to start with. So, you know, Warren Buffett tells you that the biggest thing in any business is having a moat. And, and that's something that no one can attack you. And then, you know, when I was just interviewing um, Ron Shake, the founder of Panera Bread, built it from scratch, really. He said, Robert, our moat was that we could make daily bread and send it to hundreds and hundreds of locations. No one else could do that. Everyone else would have it frozen. And that was like our secret moat. So what do you think? I, I mean, I'm thinking about your moat. What is your moat? Do you have a moat? Yeah, I, I love learning about that and hearing that. And I will have to say, as a company founded and based in Hawaii, we we have more than a moat. We have an ocean that oh, I think really... <laughs> 
The you have the ultimate moat. We have the no ultimate moat. No one else moat. can become Hawaiian. Have it at their core, of course. Yeah, we. You know, our our product is very unique, and we love that we are authentic to the product that we serve to customers. I, you know, I think I think to our my franchisee I have in San Antonio who is able to. Um, you know, during the, during the warm time, you know, in the summertime, she has what she calls Aloha Friday events where she has uh, Hawaiian music playing, hula dancers, enjoying food from LNL and really just creating, recreating what you might feel here in Hawaii. And we love that we are able to bring that to people in, in a way that makes sense to the, and, and makes sense to the people of Hawaii where, where we are from. And so, you know, I, I really love, we're, we're just lucky we happen to be, um, this is where my dad ended up um, when he immigrated to the United States, but we certainly have this great, huge ultimate moat. Uh, and we're very proud of that and, 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 Glad that we get to bring that to other folks across the country. As unique as Hawaii is, um, so uh, my wife is from a small town in Ohio. So, uh, you know, small town in, in uh, middle of America. And Hawaii has the feeling of a lot of small towns where everybody knows everybody. Um, everyone's very friendly with each other. So and I, I think that's something people can connect with regardless of having been here or not. Um, but sorry, to answer your question specifically, we have all our franchisees come to Hawaii for training. So whether they've been here or not, they can come mm -hmm. and experience a state, experience a people, understand our culture, um, and bring that back to them wherever they might be opening their store. Okay, so let's talk about that. If someone wants to become a franchisee, because uh, this is obviously, a, it, it's different than any franchise in America, but it's also pure Americana because it's the ultimate of everything. Um, what what are you looking for in a franchisee? What makes someone successful? You've obviously had great growth that you grew from one to 228, but now you're looking to over double that, but not more than that, but just get the over double. What are the locations you're looking in? What types of backgrounds? What makes for someone who's really successful? So we're really bullish on Texas, Colorado, and Virginia as states for us for, for really good growth. Um, I think the biggest thing, the biggest factor for, for success for uh, running a business or running your own business is truly the ability to work hard. I don't think there's a specific skill you need to have. We have people who come to LNL from the restaurant industry. We have people coming from a sales background, from an engineering background. Doesn't matter what your background is, we can teach you the skill to work. Let's now talk about the food itself and what your vision is there. Because there are so many dishes and staples. Talk through what a couple of them are. And I mean, I don't know if anything changes when you come to Texas, that's a different type of food than Colorado or Virginia. But Hawaiian food is, I went out every year, my birthday's May 11th, my brother's May 12th, we went to Hawaii Kai, which actually there, first time I saw and I visited, there is a true Hawaii Kai. Um, that was a very expensive place, but yeah. it was special. It had that great feel, but the food is, is just different. The drinks are different. Just talk about when someone goes to an L&L Hawaiian barbecue, what are some of the dishes they're going to get? And then talk about the future of what you're doing with your menu. Sure. So my favorite dish is is what you enjoyed the most, the chicken katsu. And so that's a, a piece of a chicken thigh or chicken breast 
um, that's been filleted and deep fried in uh, Japanese style panko. So it's like a fried chicken, but Japanese style. And I love it because it's so crispy. Um, we make everything fresh. But it's so moist um, on the inside. And so oh, moist. It's amazing. Correct. And we have our unique katsu sauce, which is an Asian Japanese based sauce um, that gives it a little tang. Um, and so that's my ultimate favorite dish, uh, chicken katsu. But of course, we're called Hawaiian barbecue. So we also have a lot of barbecue marinated meats. Um, but it's not the traditional barbecue that you might think of from Texas. It's our Hawaiian style. So it's a teriyaki based our, again, house-made sauce um, that we're making fresh and in-house every day, each of our stores. Um, so the other very popular dish is uh, barbecue chicken. Uh, so again, a piece of uh, chicken thigh that's been filleted, marinated in our house sauce and cooked on the grill. Um, also super moist and very flavorful. The most sold item on all of our stores is the Spam Musubi a Spam-based dish. So that's a, you can think of it as a Spam sushi, essentially. It's a piece of Spam on top of a brick of rice wrapped with seaweed. That is the number one selling item across our entire system. Um, so those are maybe some of the most popular dishes. And of course, a chicken katsu and barbecue chicken, a standard plate lunch is two scoops of rice and a scoop of macaroni salad. That's what you'll find on every street corner here in Hawaii. Um, and so the entree is served with the rice and macaroni salad. Where did that come from? The right, the, the rice I understood, but the macaroni salad, I have to say, I was surprised at that it came. Yeah, but it really it, nice balance. It, it, it's a very great balance. I think the macaroni salad has this creaminess. Um, and it, it's it's not too heavy, but the creaminess that really balances with a lot of the barbecue kind of uh, teriyaki flavor. So it's really nice. They go together really well. Okay. Once again, if anyone is interested in in learning more about about your food, about franchises, what is the website they can go to? Yes, our website is www.hawaiianbarbecuebarbecuewithac.com. And there you have it. Um, well, what, what a pleasure it is speaking with you. And I have to tell everyone, I was blown away by this. And as you know, I never really talk about food or stuff like on the show, but this is like, this is like the best, it's the ultimate, it's, it's not fast food, even though you receive it within just, you know, like a minute or so or two minutes. It's it's hearty. It's amazing food and it's unique flavors. And like you said, you've the ultimate mode. The ultimate. You do. And I, Robert, you are an amazing spokesperson for us. I think I need to bring you on tour to, to help us. So I, I'm so glad you enjoyed your time in Hawaii and that LNL got to be a part of it. And, and so thank you for for letting us share a bit of our story here today. Everyone, think about this. You got to have a moat if you're a business. You can't always have the ocean, but figure out what is the uniqueness about your business where you have a competitive advantage.